Assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He is behind the wheel and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life so welcome to his heart line today is sunday november 5th 2023 and you are listening to episode 628 again actually for the first time for you but this is a redo from the other day that i had to delete we will be doing a reading of job chapter 28 again for me anyways and the second half of the show is called how bad does it have to get now, I also want to clarify in the daily disclaimer that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, a bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. Nobody needs that bureaucracy. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly, and yes, might I add to all the reprobate of miscreants, a member in good standing of a lawful government, by the way, I am not the official face or voice of the national state or county assembly. And I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try their best. They try with their little hearts to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, which, by the way, is a 501c3 or any other organizations outside the Michigan model like the copycats who think they are an assembly here in Michigan. Furthermore, I'm not involved with any fraudulent status correcting. Associate with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, David Strait and Company, and furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and I'm not a party to any deep state cult or Freemasons, or nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who try to actively implode the General General Assemblies across this land. And please note, 
that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you all go to the Karens and Darrens out there within the fraudulent assembly. There you go. So I hope everybody's having a great day. Thank you for that, Oscar, for the 5-5. Five five. Like I said, this is a repeat for the podcast that I did on Friday. What was it? Yeah, Friday. It was Friday. And uh, something happened. Don't know what happened, but I'll tell you what, it sounded like my uh, my audio was, you know, in a tin can. So this is a redo from Friday, I guess. But that's okay. That is all right. Okay, so um, what is a compendium? Does anybody know what a compendium is? All right. Some of you might have heard of what a compendium is, but we don't, we, unless we actually looked up the definition of what a compendium is. A compendium is a, uh, it's a concise collection or summary, like Coastal Runner actually put right here in the, in the chat, but it is a, com- a compendium is a concise collection or summary of information, knowledge, or a specific topic. That's often represented in a structured format. Now, compendiums are designed to uh, offer a quick reference or an overview, right, of a subject, making it easier for people to assess and understand the the essential information on any one particular topic, right? And they are found in various fields, like in science and literature and medicine and more. And they actually serve as a very valuable resource for quick, comprehensive insights. Now that we all know what a pendium is, I'm just going to tell you, this is precisely what is going to be composed to shed a very, very large spotlight, might I add, um, almost to the tune of like, what, 10 million candle power, maybe 100 million candle power. It's going to be a giant spotlight on what these treasonous and criminal reprobates have been doing across this land, not just here in Michigan, but in other states. We know who they are. We know what states they're doing it in. We know their names. We know everything about them. And let's not forget, they are obstructing a lawful process of a lawful government of we the people. Let's not forget what they're doing. See, what they don't see or comprehend yet is the severity and significance of their actions towards the lawful government of the United States of America, which, might I add, has been recognized by the military in the Hague. Sorry, just had to zip off a quick text to somebody. Yeah. See, for those of you that don't know what the Hague is, the Hague is often referred to as Den Haag in Dutch. It's a, it, it's a city that's located in the Netherlands, and it serves as the country's administrative and governmental center and is known for the international for for uh, for its international significance. Um, the Hague is home to several important institutions, including the International Court of Justice, also known as the ICJ, and the International Criminal Court, also known as the ICC, which prosecutes individuals for war crimes and crimes against humanity and genocide. And additionally, the Hague is a hub for diplomacy and international organizations, making it a prominent city for global peace and efforts. Now, let's just say for a moment 
I am very glad that I am not on that side of their BS because the ramifications for them are going to wipe their smug, deceitful little smiles off their narcissistic faces, let me tell you. And some might even say that I have lost my marbles when I discuss things like that. But what they don't understand is I gave, I sent those marbles out to those reprobates who lost them long ago because they lost their mind. These people are insane. They're mad. And they are, the, the, the more brazen they become, the stupider they, they, you know, they, their actions become displayed. These people really have no idea on how to act accordingly on these processes and literally are just flailing around like a suffocating fish on a hot summer dock, just grasping for any little bit of air to help keep it, you know, keep their movement alive. Or I should say oxygen, not air, but oxygen. And obviously, if you know any little bit of science, fish can't breathe in air. They get their oxygen from the water through this mechanism called gills. And so basically what I'm saying is it's exactly how it sounds. It's dead on the dock, which then becomes dead in the water. It's going to really suck for them. I'll tell you right now, it's going to really, really suck for them. But hey, what's the old saying? Sucks to suck. And I'm glad I'm not part of that suck. Now there was a post on Telegram by David Wilcock that I wanted to read off. Um, it's and I think this was shared from uh, the page Ariel from X, formerly known as Twitter. It's called The Changing of the Guard. And I feel I feel compelled to actually read this. It's actually pretty good. Now, it's and this is how it reads. It says, it is widely known that 21 major countries are currently refusing to use United States dollar for oil transactions. And countries such as Russia, China, India, and Germany, France, and the United Kingdom are among those who will no longer accept U.S. dollars. The deadline for the cessation of U.S. dollar acceptance for oil transactions is set for October 31st, 2023, which obviously has already come and gone. <clears throat> now, with this new shift, these countries will no these new these, excuse me these countries will no longer purchase bonds that cannot be used for oil trades, making a transition to a new reserve currency. And consequently, a massive influx of dollars, which let's call it for what it is, federal debt notes. Uh, but they, you know, the dollars that are held in foreign accounts is expected to return to the United States, posing a significant threat to the American monetary system. Now, a critical signal of this impending crisis is China's announcement of its intention to halt the purchase of the U.S. debt, thereby leading the Federal Reserve to increase its currency rate of dollar printing from $85 billion. The impending catastrophe is anticipated to exceed the scale of the 1930 stock market crash catching many unaware of its potential magnitude. Now, this situation scheduled to culminate on October 31st, 2023, appears to be rapidly approaching a critical tipping point with a far-reaching implications for the American economy and global financial stability. Now, this brings us to Israel, who is propped up by the fiat U.S. dollar printed by the Federal Reserve, which is controlled by who? That's right, the Rothschilds, who created the State of Israel. The Rothschilds, their entire empire is predicated upon the Middle East accepting the fiat U.S. dollar for oil payments. Well, guess what? Guess who will no longer be using this for daily commerce? Iraq 
and there's over 200 other countries that are dumping the U.S. dollar. And you got to ask yourself, well, why did Donald Trump sign a second declaration of independence? Wouldn't this inadvertently mean that we were under control of a foreign power? Wouldn't this mean that the 1871 Corporation Act created by the Rothschilds, who created Israel, are no longer in control of this country through our political and banking system? Now, once the stock market correction occurs, precious metals, like gold and silver, by the way, folks, precious metals that they worked so hard to suppress will rise unabated. And guess what? Our new currency will be based on. That's right. It's going to be a gold standard. And all the tools that will help the new financial system are operating and are reaching completion. <clears throat> so what they the last part that they wrote here is SOFR ISO-20022 Basel 3 COMEX 589 Protocol 20. The best is yet to come. See, this is very interesting. So I just received something, okay, because if if and I, I wonder if some of you out there had issues, but if you had a direct deposit that was scheduled to hit this past, uh, well, Friday, as a matter of fact, see, payday was for us. And what's interesting is, and I, I've talked about this actually on the podcast that I had to delete, but a lot of people had issues getting their direct deposit because, again, if they had a bank, right, if they had a bank, they didn't get their, they didn't get their, you know, their direct deposit. Now, I noticed that the people who banked with credit unions, right, their financial institution in which their direct deposits got sent into are credit unions. Well, guess what? Because that is on a whole totally different system compared to what the banks are on. We all got our checks. We all got our direct deposits, I should say. Now, the company that I work for, they just put out this, this employee brief. And this is what it says. It says several national news outlets have now reported on the processing error at third-party electronic payment networks that has delayed deposits at several financial uh, institutions today, including the deposits of some, uh, I'm going to keep this company blank, but blank employees, November 3 pay, uh, links to two articles are uh, which are included. As indicated in the articles, the third-party payment network is still working to determine how quickly the issue can be resolved, and banks are providing updates to their customers as they are able. And then, of course, it has two links, one from CNN, which says U.S. banks hit by deposit delays, and then CNB, uh, CNBC, uh, that headline article says customers grapple with deposit delays at big banks. What does it mean for you? And it continues to say, as we shared this morning, uh, ABC company here processed and sent November three payroll payments on time and as planned. So basically what they're saying is, Hey, this is not us. We didn't do this. It's not our fault. It is the banks. And while this deposit issue is not isolated to ABC company, we understand this is a concerning matter for our employees who have been affected. And ABC company is actively monitoring the situation and regularly engaging with our banks for updates, and we still continue to do so more over the week, and, and we will send out follow-up communication on Monday at the latest. Now, I find this very, very compelling because I've been trying to tell people, you got to move your money out of banks and get it into credit unions. We had our money at Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, and I heard what was coming down the pike a long time ago. I knew... <clears throat> 
And look, even Dave Ramsey, look, love the guy or hate the guy. He's even been a big proponent of telling people, get your money in credit unions and get it out of the big banks because the big banks are just a bunch of crooks and all they're there to do is screw you out of your own money. And I saw this a long time ago, and therefore we moved all of our money to a credit union. And guess what? It was the best damn decision we've ever made. And I, I highly encourage every everybody who has a chance still to get yourself in a local credit union. Well, Jason, what about a state bank or a regional bank? No, a credit union. Get out of the banks. The banks are good. And if you wish to see your money, listen, here's the thing. I don't even trust having all of our funds in the credit union. I still like to keep cash. I like to have precious metals. Okay. I like to have other stuff. But the thing is, is a credit union is a damn a whole lot better than a bank. And then I see people, they always tell me, well, you know, Jason, yeah, but you know, I, I don't, I don't use that system anymore. Okay. Well, I don't know how you get along in everyday life in this economy. Cause unfortunately we still have to play in this stupid sandbox. So unless you're completely solely reliant on a bartering system or you're like Hank Williams Jr., you know, a country boy can survive. You can, you know, skin a buck and run a trout line. Country boy can survive and not live, you know, pretty much live off the grid. I don't know how you're living in this sandbox because either way, we still have to play in this sandbox with these evil scumbags who still run certain aspects of it. I'm just saying. And yes, I do agree with the screen name here, that dude, Sean, it is a fake market anyway. Yes, absolutely. It is a fake market. It's propped up. That's why I don't engage in the whole 401k nonsense. That's why, again, I go into precious metals. It, all this crap, it's going to become a house of cards. It's going to come down tumbling on everybody, and it's going to leave everybody caught with their pants down. And they're going to be like, what the heck just happened? Which leads me to the next thing I want to discuss. It's fascinating to me how some of life's found lessons often arise from the crucible of painful experiences. And I think we are going to be headed for a very increased series of experiences for the bulk of Americans uh, to jolt these people out of their slumber, out of their spell, and to wake their butts up. Because there's still, if the numbers that Kirk was talking about, 6 to 7% of Americans are really, truly awakened to what's really going on, that is a low number. There has to be something that's going to jolt people awake. And there's a psychology behind this phenomenon that makes it all the more intriguing. It's like as if life has a way of etching these lessons deep into our souls through suffering, right? So when we, when we confront challenging times, a potent emotional intensity seems to accompany these experiences, ensuring that these lessons that are learned remain indelible. Like Oscar was saying right here, pain is a schoolmaster. Yes, it is. And more importantly, pain and adversity have a unique way of shifting our perspectives on life. They compel us to question our beliefs, our values, and what genuinely matters. And this introspective process acts as a wake-up call, urging us to reevaluate virtually every aspect of our existence. But see, through the crucible of these struggles, we often emerge more empathetic right? More compassionate. And then we start to become a little bit more capable of being able to deeply understand the battles that other people face. See, the pain that we endure, folks, it serves as a very potent catalyst for change, a change that this country so desperately needs to see. And I think we're going to see it here starting in 2024, if, you, if, if I'm going to put my opinion out there. And confronting the consequences of our actions 
when they lead to suffering, compels us to make different choices in the future. Now, it's a stark reminder of the value of learning from our mistakes to prevent their you know, repetition. Now, in addition to all of this, see, these painful experiences create a very stark contrast that allows us to savor moments of joy and happiness even more profoundly because they grant us the capacity to appreciate the good times in life to the fullest. So moreover, man is naturally adaptable or are naturally adaptable beings. We have that inherent ability. And by the way, I'm sorry if you hear a bunch of laughing and cackling. My wife has her women's Bible study upstairs. And I don't know what they're studying up there that's got them rolling on the floor like it's comedy hour. But if you hear a bunch of cackling over the background, I apologize. But adversity has been an integral part of our evolutionary history. And our ability to learn and adapt from these experiences has been, a criti- has been critical for our survival and evolution. Now, throughout this transformative process, cognitive dissonance plays a significant role in a lot of this. Because the psychological discomfort, right, the misalignment of our beliefs with reality motivates us to resolve these resolve this dissonance by making changes, facilitating personal growth, and enabling us to extract valuable lessons from the painful experiences. It's, it's quite frankly, it's a very sophisticated psychological mechanism that underpins the entire process of learning and growth through adversity. Now, what we're going to do now sorry if you heard my I bumped the, the microphone stand, my apologies. Um, now what we're going to do now is we're going to get into the reading of Job chapter 28. And what I am reading from today is the, uh, so I have been reading from the 1599 Geneva Bible. So now I'm switching it up a little bit because this is quite interesting. I like reading out of different Bibles. This one's called the Dewey Rames 1899 American edition. Dewey Rames. That's spelled a D-O-U-A-Y hyphen r-h-e-i-m-s the dewey rames 1899 american edition and it starts off by reading silver hath beginnings of its veins and the place wherein it is melted iron is taken out of the earth and stone melted with heat is turned into brass he has set a time for darkness and the end of all things he considers the stone also that is in the dark in the shadow of death the flood divides, divideth from the people that are on their journey, those whom the food of the needy man has forgotten and who cannot be come at. The land out of which bread glue, grew, excuse me, grew in its place has been overturned with fire. The stones of it are the place of sapphires and the clods of it are gold. The bird hath not known the path neither has the eye of the vulture behind it and the children of the merchants have not trodden it neither has the light uh, the has passed by it he has stretched for his hand to the flint and he has overturned mountains from the roots and in the rocks he has cut out rivers and his eye has seen every precious thing now the depth also of rivers he has searched and hidden things he has brought forth to light. But where is wisdom to be found and where is the place of understanding? Man knows not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of them that live in delights. And the depth says, 
It is not in me, and the sea says, it is also not in me. And the finest gold shall not purchase it, neither shall silver be weighed in exchange for it. And it shall not be compared with the dyed colors of India or with the most precious stones at Stardinex and Sapphire or the Sapphire. Gold or crystal cannot equal it, neither shall any vessel of gold be changed for it. High and eminent things shall not be mentioned in comparison of it, but wisdom is drawn out of secret places. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not be equal to it, neither shall it be compared to the cleanest dying. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? It is hid from the eyes of all living, and the fowls of the air know it not. Destruction and death have said, With our ears we have heard the fame thereof, and God understands the way of it, and he knows the place thereof. For he beholds the ends of the world and looks on all things that are under heaven. Who made a weight for the winds and the weight of the waters by measure? And when he got, gave a law for the rain and a way for the sounding storms, then he saw it and declared and prepared and searched it. And he said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Now, let me read that again. Verse 28 is the last verse, okay, of Job 28, verse 28. And he said to man, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Is now understanding. To depart from evil is now understanding. See, in the bulk of Job, we find a very profound exploration of the nature of wisdom and understanding. And these verses actually challenge us to ponder the true value of wisdom and where it can be found and what it means for our own lives, right? But let's break these down for a second. Let's break down these ancient words into lessons that anyone can relate to. So lesson number one, the first lesson would be seeking true value. See, the passage that we read here mentions how precious metals like silver and gold have their origins and they certainly have their purposes, right? But they don't compare to the value of wisdom. Now, in our own modern day lives, we often chase material wealth, but we are reminded that true wealth lies in wisdom and understanding. Well, what did we just read in the last, um, the last uh, verse? And he said to them, he said to the man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Again, Reminding us that true wealth lies in wisdom and understanding. Well, if you're going to have true wealth, that means to have a true, genuine fear of the Lord and to depart from evil. Then there's the lesson of hidden treasures, right? Because just as valuable gems and minerals are hidden deep within the earth for us to mine out and to be able to, you know, uh, enjoy the benefits of, wisdom often remains concealed. Where can you mine where can you mine wisdom from? Where can you find it? Well, it suggests that the pursuit of wisdom might require digging deeper. Well, Jason, digging deeper, where? What do you thought? Where, where do I dig for more wisdom? Well, let's just say you got to look beyond the surfaces of things that are material, right? You got to look beyond the surfaces of things and, and being patient in our search for knowledge. And I like what Oscar says here, a lot of wisdom, which is why they are called our wisdom class. 
you get your wisdom from the elders and from text, ancient text. Then we have the lesson uh, regarding priceless wisdom because the text emphasizes that wisdom can't be bought with any material wealth. What do you mean, Jason? You mean I can't just go to college and, you know, spend $40,000 a year and put myself into debt and, and come out with a bachelor's degree? You, you mean, of course I could pay for wisdom. No, 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 no. You're going to pay for some liberal professor to give you a, a bunch of brainwashing, convince you that you are a non-binary individual uh, that has no gender. No, you can't buy wisdom. Nope. You could buy hair dye that turns your hair blue. You, yeah, Leslie Liberty said, right, you could buy indoctrination. You ain't buying wisdom. You could buy people's opinions in the form of books and, and essays and memberships to blogs. You could buy that. You ain't, you ain't buying wisdom from it. Nope. <clears throat> then you have what's called humble... And it's another lesson, right? Because Job talks about the origins of rivers and mountains, emphasizing that wisdom often emerges from seemingly insignificant beginnings. It's a reminder that great insights come from the most unexpected sources. Then there's God's understanding. That's another lesson, right? Because the passage highlights that God understands the way of wisdom and where its place is. Only God knows where the wisdom is at. And this suggests that seeking a deeper connection with God can lead us closer to that wisdom and understanding. But if you don't depart from evil and you don't try to have a good, close, solid relationship with God, the Father in heaven, who is a creator of all things and the, you know, the giver of truth, the true light, How are you to ever expect to grow deeper and, and, and have more wisdom? Then the last thing is the fear of the Lord, like we were talking about in verse 28, because this concluding line tells us that wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord and departing from evil is understanding. So basically, in simpler terms, if you want to just kind of boil it down into a, just a couple of, of words, it means that the, you have to humble yourself and live a righteous life. Excuse me. Basically, what it means is you need to live a humble and righteous life, which ends up being the foundation of wisdom. A humble and righteous life is the foundation of wisdom. Leslie Liberty adds in here, experience also provides wisdom. Yes, I would agree with that. But really, at the heart of it, keeping yourself humble right which means take pride out of your life get rid of ego get rid of self-absorption humble yourself and do your best to live a righteous life because those two elements are the foundation to gaining wisdom See, if you go around acting like you're all that in a bag of chips and your ego is as high as the clouds and you have all this pride in your world and you you are so awesome. You, dude, look at what I did with my hands. Look what I've created. Look at this multi-billion dollar corporation that I created. Look at what I did. Yes, I did this. Meanwhile, 
while you did all that, you have made such bad deals and have sold your soul to the devil. And you have done things to people that a normal man or a normal human being would never do, right? You would, you stepped out of the bounds of morals and, and, and ethics and values, and you screwed people in the process to build this multi-billion dollar company. Does that make you wise? No, that makes you a rich fool, which is why it says in the Bible, what profits a man? And again, I'm probably paraphrasing here, but what profits a man that you sell your whole soul to gain the world? but you lose your life in heaven. Like you basically, you, 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 you know, you sell your soul to the devil and you lose your place in heaven. Like what, for what, for material things, really, you're going to gain the whole world, but you lose your soul. Really? See in today's fast paced materialistic world, these ancient words should encourage us to pause and reflect on what truly matters. Wisdom gained through a sincere and humble approach to life is more valuable than any earthly possession. Let me repeat that. Wisdom gained through a sincere and humble approach to life is more valuable than any earthly possession. And it's a reminder, a daily reminder, by the way, that there is a deeper, more profound meaning to our existence and that transcends the pursuit of wealth and materialism. It transcends the pursuit of things. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break. We'll say the prayer at the end of the show, like I've decided to start doing, and we will be right back. So I'm going to start off by playing a audio. Let me pull it right up here. It's about two minutes. It's about two and a half minutes. Okay. Um, for some of you, I don't know if you guys saw the film uh, Police State by Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, if you haven't, it is posted on my Telegram page. You can go check it out. And by the way, speaking of Telegram, if you find that the His Hardline chat room up and all of a sudden just vanished like a fart in a wind, yeah, that was me. I deleted that. And in case you might be wondering, because I know there was like 86, 87 some odd people just in the chat room alone, all right? Um, just so you know, I was getting some people that were posting some stupid things in there. So I had no time to really police it or anything like that. There was really no vetting of who was going in, going in out there. Like, look, whoever wants to follow the regular page, which is significantly higher than the chat room, 
by all means, go follow because you can't comment over there anyways. But I am I am betting people very strictly on who comes into the chat room. Well, Jason, it's not like you have a very big show anyway. No, that's fine. I don't care. But the thing is, you still have people out there that like to try to infiltrate and obfuscate and try to insert stupid ideas out there to anybody who they can get their eyes and ears, you know, lend the, anybody that will lend their eyes and ears to. And I'm not going to have that silly nonsense in my chat room. OK, I don't care how insignificantly small it may be to your mind. That's not happening. So if you want to be in the chat room, send an email to his at gmail.com. I need to know who you are before I even send you an invite link, because I'm not just letting anybody in there. And if somebody takes the invite link and sends it to somebody else to get added in there, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to get deleted until I find out who you are, what your name is, what your intentions are. Are you an assembly member? Who are you? And if you can't, and if that bothers you, then don't be part of the chat. Just go away. There's a million other pages you could subscribe to that don't have as many vetting processes. But this information that we're putting out here is is not just any information. And I'm not just going to let any old Tom, Dick, and Harry come over here and do whatever the hell they want and post whatever nonsense they want, like the Quantum Stellar Initiative. What the hell is that stupid nonsense? That crap had to get deleted. And anybody that posts anything related to that has to go. So I'm just not dealing with anything like that at all. I mean, that's that's all there is. That's all there is to it. Okay. You know, there's going to come a time where I think, ladies and gentlemen, podcast, and I think God is really just kind of, really, how should I say it? I think I'm still going through a training right now that God has got me going through. And by that, I mean, <clears throat> he has brought a good number of people over here. I am really honestly humbled at the amount of people that have come to the His Heart Line platform. They come and listen to the show. And for that, First off, I want to say thank you for lending your ears to me. It is a big responsibility for me, and I do not wish to ever abuse that. I never, ever, ever want to do that. I always want to make sure I put out solid information, okay? And if I ever put out something that is inaccurate or not correct, you better believe the minute I find out about it and learn otherwise, I will always correct the record. Because remember, my pride, my ego has been diminished a long time ago. So if I'm wrong in something, as long as somebody proves, you know, with evidence, you better believe I will be humbled enough to take that correction and put it out there in the air and make it set right on the record. Just so you all know. Okay. Now, that that film, Police State, by Dinesh D'Souza, there was a Q&A at the end of it. Now, somebody asked a very unique question. Now, forgive the context of the question, because what they do is they talk about the elections and, 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 and so on and so forth. But what I want you to focus on is the answer that Dan Bongino gave. That was a this was a very great answer he gave, which basically led me to why I picked the title that I picked for this podcast. How bad does it have to get? And it's also something that Destry in Alaska, who is an Alaska General General Assembly, who also helped initiate the Michigan General General Assembly, he has echoed this over and over and over again. How bad does it have to get before you get yourself involved in the assembly? Now let's listen to this cut, cut one, and the only cut. Uh, hi. Thanks everybody. My name is Adam. I'm from Chandler, Arizona. I'm just wondering, what do you think it'll take for the average voter to really understand what's what's going on, the, the swing voter? Because it seems like there's a lot of people I've talked to who would still vote for Biden, regardless of what's going on, just because they can't stand Trump's personality. And how do you think we can get past that? Dan, maybe you can answer this one for us. 
This is a fascinating question. I, uh, I address on my show all the time in, um, I address it this way. Is it bad enough yet? Because I like to keep things simple, right? Occam's razor. And what's going to be that road to Damascus moment where Biden at his 35% approval rating, I mean, think about it, right? Biden's, Biden's approval rating is 35%, but no one realistically thinks that a Republican nominee for president is going to get 65% of the vote, right? Well, why is that? They should, right? Tautologically. If only 35% of people think Biden's doing a good job, 65% should say, well, we want someone else, but that's not going to happen. Why? And the answer is, it's not bad enough yet. And having lived through this, I was born, Dinesh, I think you're a little older than me, maybe a few days or so, so we'll leave ages out of it. But uh, I'm 48. The first president I remember is Ronald Reagan. Was it bad enough yet? The answer is it wasn't bad enough till people had to wait in gas line. And then it was bad enough. And they elected someone else. And then I grew up in New York City, where 500 homicides a year wasn't bad enough. A thousand wasn't bad enough. Yeah, David Dinkins. 1,500 wasn't bad enough. 2,000. These are real numbers, by the way. Still wasn't bad enough. David Dinkins beat Giuliani. You say, no, he didn't. Giuliani was the mayor. Not the first time. He lost. And everybody said New York is finished. There's no way with 2,000 homicides a year, the city will ever change if people don't vote different. And then you know what happened? It was bad enough. And Rudy Giuliani won the next time and then won re-election in a landslide by 18 points. So when is it going to get bad enough? Sir, I don't know. If I did, I'd be a multi-billion dollar political consultant. Sadly, I don't think we're there yet. Maybe it's going to take 19% inflation. I don't know. Maybe gasoline. But on this path with oatmeal brains in the White House, <laughs> we're on the path to bad enough fast. Too fast. Yeah, yeah and he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right, ladies and gentlemen. What's it going to take? Is it gonna? Is it bad enough yet? Because clearly, it hasn't been bad enough yet. See, it's intriguing to me when we hear Dan Bongino asking the question, "How bad does it have to get?" Because the sentiment resonates with what I've learned or what I've heard from someone that. I know, again, Destry up there in Alaska, he echoes this all the time. The question is, what's the breaking point that propels people to engage in their local general general assemblies? What kind of painful lessons do you still have to learn to prompt you into action? Does it need to reach the point where debit cards are rendered useless due to a collapse in banking system? And listen, don't think that ain't around the corner. People are already having issues getting their direct deposits. Yeah, but Jason, they're just delayed, they said. They're going to get their money. They're going to get their money. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, you're right. I know some people that have already got their paychecks after calling the bank and getting things resolved. But that shouldn't have happened on a large scale like that nationwide. And let's think about this for a second. What did those delayed checks do i'll tell you right now you know what it did to somebody that i know it created six hundred dollars worth of overdraft fees because of bills that were coming out and because the the money was not available right it wasn't uh uh accessible 
boom, bills started coming out with no funds, and now they got about $600 worth of overdraft fees. You take that times a million people, that's $600 million that those banks have raked in just in overdraft fees. Just in overdraft fees. Forget the interest on loans that they're making money on. Just in overdraft fees in one day. Do you have to get to the point when debit cards are useless? Or perhaps as we, re I mean, or perhaps like we just recently witnessed, like I said, people getting delayed paychecks, right? Now, I'm not disregarding the belief, again, that these deposit delays will get resolved. They are going to get resolved. It's already begin, you know, becoming resolved. But it is going to undoubtedly spark more outrage if this continues to keep happening. And it's really going to spark outrage when people can't even have access to their money because financial institutions aren't Basel III or Basel III compliant. But let's not forget that the once mighty dollar, right, that the, well, and let's just call it for what it is, the Federal Reserve debt note, it's rapidly losing its strength. And for those financial institutions that are not compliant with Basel III, their customers might find it very hard to access their funds. So you take people's ability to feed themselves and to provide a living for their families and to keep a roof over their head and, and clothes on their back, you, you take away that ability and all the creature comforts that people really enjoy the benefits of, oh, you better, you better, especially when you take away the ability for a parent to be able to take care of their kids, you better believe that's when people start kind of, oh, crap. What the heck is going on? Here's the thing, folks. We're witnessing the obvious thematic dismantling of a system that has been long controlled by what many refer to as the cabal or the elite, right? There's many names for them. And this group includes international bankers. It includes bar lawyers and royal bloodline families and more, right? The question that we need to ask ourselves is how dire must the situation become before we step up and become part of the solution? See, as Dan Bongino suggests, does it require long gas lines reminiscent of the 1980s or perhaps another 9-11 style event? Now, he didn't say that, but I'm saying it. Should it reach a point where grocery stores are empty, leaving us unable to feed our children? Or could it be that the entire electrical grid goes dark for days on end, maybe even weeks? How severe does it have to get for us to awaken and take action to do the people's work? You see, I've always believed that the most valuable lessons that often arise from the most painful situations we endure, and in my view, we've approached, we, we, we've, we are approaching a critical moment, and particularly in 2024, I believe, which could eclipse the tumultuous events that we experienced in 2020. And, you know, that's another thing. It, gosh darn it, people. You know, it, it, astonished me. It, it astonishes me how swiftly and how quickly we have forgotten the challenges and the bullstein that we faced during the pandemic year, the scamdemic that we all know as COVID-19 and onwards and what happened going forward.
I mean, how have you forgotten? I mean, my God, we have suffered some serious amnesia, folks. Have we overlooked the tyrannical mandates and public confrontations over face masks? Have we forgotten that? Have we put aside the memory of cities burning and threats to our jobs if we didn't receive the COVID shot? Have we forgotten that? Have we forgotten the police things that were getting destroyed and burned down? And what was that place out there in Portland, Oregon? What was it? That autonomous zone? What was it? Chaz? That stupid Antifa, you know, BS, you know, block that they took over? What the hell was that? Have you forgotten that? I'm sorry, but it certainly seems like we've developed a collective amnesia and adjusted to this new normal. If 2020 wasn't enough to wake your asses up in America, then it's perplexing to me to think, well, shoot, what the heck is it going to take? It's almost as if we're waiting for a dramatic event to shock us out of our complacency. See, the problem is this, folks. We can't wait for that event to be the catalyst for change. We are at a crossroads and the time for passive observation and grabbing your popcorn and just watch the movie has long passed. Get your arses up and start being part of the solution and stop freaking sitting there and bitching about what they're doing and not doing and blah, 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 blah. When's the military going to come in? Oh, oh my God, they're not doing stuff fast enough. Stop it. Stop it. Because you know darn well, the military is not the only way. They have their specific functions, yes. And they are doing many things in the background, yes, that are very important to keeping evil at bay, yes. But at the end of the day, let's not forget the military is waiting on the people in General General Assembly to assemble their 38 plus states so we can start actually lawfully flexing our muscles as we the people collectively as a country see to affect change we need more than the six percent of the population to be fully aware of what's happening and i believe that we're about to experience hyperinflation this is just my opinion ladies and gentlemen but i believe we're about to experience hyperinflation and unprecedented events that will shape our nation's future I think it's time to break the spell that seems to have captured much of the population. Well, Jason, how do you do that? Well, the big question remains is how bad does it have to get before you and those around you wake up and actively participate in the solution? I swear, people have forgotten so easily and so quickly over what happened in the last three years. What that worth? remove your head out of your rear end and, and, and wipe the crap out of your ears and clean out your eyes and use your basic observation skills and maybe a little critical thinking if the crap hasn't seeped far enough into the gray matter that we call a brain and start thinking and realizing, crap, what the heck has happened? Let me read something to you. There's some posts, uh, White Hat's Q page on Telegram posted. They posted actually quite a bit, but there's only three. Yeah, there's three posts that I, I really want to hone in on. Here's the first one. This is what it says. Fake President Biden declares World War III, but he has no army. The theater of the absurd that now passes for, quote unquote, government in the United States is sinking to new lows as money and time run out. The latest black joke is so-called official White House de Declaration of War, and it reads in part as follows. 
weekly geopolitical news analysis, weekly reports, fake President Biden declares World War III, but he has no army by Winlander, October 30th, 2023. And there's 383 comments. And it continues to say that the theater of the absurd that now passes for government in the United States is sinking to new lows as money and time run out. And the latest black joke is a so-called White House declaration of war. And it reads part like this. Militia groups have conducted numerous attacks using unmanned aerial systems and indirect fire. A United States contractor suffered a fatal cardiac incident while moving to a shelter during one of these attacks. In response, United States forces conducted targeted strikes against facilities in eastern Syria. I directed this military action pursuant to my constitutional authority as commander in chief. Now, the only problem is the fake Biden does not control the U.S. or any military. The real military is not going to be fooled by the Satanists into destroying the planet by starting an all-out nuclear war. That's right. Continuing, the last desperate attempt to start World War III comes as White Hats score major victories on multiple fronts. Now, the biggest is probably the announced resignation of Swiss President Alain Berset, one of the leaders of the Octagon Group, according to Mossad and other sources. And his removal means that the World Economic Forum, the WHO, and Gavi are all about to lose the diplomatic immunity given to them by the Swiss government. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this will open the way for war crimes, tribunals for mass murder via vaccinations. Now, the other thing that is going on is that White Hat Special Forces are fighting a fierce war in the network of tunnels underneath Israel and the Gaza Strip. And it is only a matter of time before they get to the person many say is the head of the snake, Benjamin Netanyahu. However, the real Netanyahu is still around and hiding deep underground, and he is being hunted down by anti-Satanic Israeli and U.S. Special Forces, Mossad, and Pentagon sources claim. Now, the rabbit hole in Israel apparently runs very deep. Clear records of tunneling operations extend back more than 4,000 years. Assyrian caving, uh, carvings show unengineering units belonging to Sargon of Akkad. Who resigned, or excuse me, who reigned between 2334 and 2279 BC, undermining the walls of enemy cities. And professional uh, professor Joel Roskin, a geomorphologist uh, and geologist at Bar uh, Lan University, told the Jerusalem Post. Now, Professor Roskin says the area is home to complex multi story underground caverns and tunnels with rooms, halls, and warehouses. And my six reports fierce fighting now going on in these complexes. And there are certainly many credible reports of underground bases being taken out around the world and the sign of the earthquakes within the depths of eight to 10 kilometers bearing the hallmarks of having been caused by explosives. These indicate a deep underground military base, also known as a dump, has been taken out. <clears throat> now, many such quakes have been reported in Iran, Australia, and elsewhere in recent days. And there was also one with an epicenter under San Francisco's International Airport on October 27th. And the United States Ge Ge uh, Geological Survey said, and the quake struck about eight miles beneath the airport at 638 local time, it said. Now, sat Satanists are also being removed above ground. One who is being taken out is EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, uh, European Council President Charles Michel is leading the attack against her because she refutes EU calls to end the human humanitarian crisis in Gaza. And the humanitarian and Slovak presidents are also attacking her by blocking efforts to launder countless billions of euros in bribe money 
via the Ukraine. Now, <clears throat> the next post says the following. There is a major purge going on in China that is slipping under radars. Chinese intelligence sources say very many top leaders were killed at a hotel before, during, and after the 20th National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party that ended on October 22nd. Notably, Qi Kuang a member of the Standing Committee of the Political Bureau of Communist Party of China, Central Committee, and former premier was killed. And yes, I did look that up. There is many articles out there on AP News and many other news articles, Reuters, whatever. It's, it's out there. Li, that's L-I. He Quang, I think is, is how you pronounce it, but it's L-I is his first name, and the last name is K-E-Q-I-A-N-G. Yeah, gone. The Whitehead's Q page uh, post here continues to say behind the scenes, the CCP is inside collapse and Xi is planting the grounds for his successors. Now, behind the scenes, the real U.S. military leader, Trump, Russian military and Chinese military all made a pact in 2017 that no nuclear weapons will be used inside the storm. Any massive explosion in 2024 will be half CGI and tons of regular explosive, but no nukes will be used in the real scare event. Now, people, patriots really must understand there is a back channel between Cheyenne Mountain, Russia, China, and there is a pact in place to expose the CIA, which will let lead the explode, excuse me, the exposure of the true war machine. A military-industrial complex system, Rockefeller, CIA, Rothschilds, etc., 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 ex-cabal regime. Behind the scenes, Iran has been working with the CIA for decades, and the CIA is working with Israel slash Mossad, and they created Hamas. And Iran white hats want to use the near-death nuclear events and war to clean their governments. Also, CIA, Mossad, MI6, goons, and black hats. You're beginning to understand even Iran wants to clean their country using military tribunals and after the near-death civilization event, scare necessary event, the storm worldwide event, the plan to save the world, unite, X, join at White Hats Q. And then the last post I want to read and let me take a quick sip of water real quick because that was certainly a mouthful to read. Okay. <clears throat> See, good thing I don't I, I don't work in radio. That would not, that kind of crap would not fly. I'd have to wait for a commercial break. But hey, we don't do commercials over here, so there you go. Now, the last post I want to read <coughs> is this: Indictments begin. Epstein, J.P. Morgan. Speaking of corrupt banks, J.P. Morgan, Les Wexner connections to UK pedophile ring. I had told you at the start of a summary, uh, or excuse me, at the end, at the start of the summer, military tribunals were happening in Virgin Islands the same time the J.P. Morgan trial was happening with connections to Epstein CIA pedophile ring. And the military courts were using public J.P. Morgan trial happening to subpoena world elites to the courts. But behind the scenes, military tribunals and investigations were taking place and the elites as Sergey Brin, who is ahead of Google, were being debriefed inside the military tribunals, and these elites, as Bryn, were spilling all the secrets. And I also stated that soon after this, that courts across the world were going to go after the Epstein pedophile rings and J.P. Morgan associate, associates and world elites and clients. Well, guess what? It's happening. 
and more incidents begin with lawsuits against Abercrombie and Fitch over ex-CEO's alleged sex abuse of models and sex trafficking. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about that one. Continuing to read the post, it says Abercrombie and Fitch models said that they that he was forced to perform oral sex in order to land a modeling gig with the fashion brand and suing the mall-based teen retailer. David Bradbury filed suit in Manhattan Federal Court on Friday against Abercrombie, accusing it of enabling former CEO Mike Jeffries to run a sex trafficking operation that is said to have exploited and abused dozens of young men or boys. And all this begins in the UK as White Hat's military intelligence are working behind the scenes to bring out the pedophile ring and corruption through the UK crime rings. It's reports, it's reported by several sources, the BBC is being forced by the military alliance to start reporting on the pedophile rings and the stories and evidence will drop more and more by 2024 and collide with the U.S. congressional investigations into Epstein saga 2024 Trump card year. That's right. Continuing, it says this new indictment and legal action comes to the wake of a damning DC documentary in which several young men, including Bradbury, came forward with allegations against Jeffries and the company. And Abercrombie profited enormously from the over-sexualized expectation of young men and Brad Edwards, Bradbury's attorney, who also represented allegedly alleged victims of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, told the journal. Now, Mike Jeffries, the CEO of Abercrombie Fitch, grew up in LA, California, and has deep connections to less. Wexner, Macy's, and J.P. Morgan subsidiary uh, subsidiary companies, including Epstein. And it's been revealed that Macy's was financing trips for Congress and the Senate to go down to Epstein Island and have secret meetings. Now, as we all know, Epstein was controlling a worldwide massive pedophile blackmail ring in the CIA. And Mossad financed him as just Lane Maxwell. Father was the billionaire super spy for the Mossad MI6 and CIA. Now, major panic in the world as elites know the storm is coming closer and military alliances pushing world governments for indictments against Epstein Associates, J.P. Morgan Associates, and it's all leading to the massive exposure of a worldwide pedophile ring connected to the military intelligence agencies and elites, governments, officials. And a collision course is in the way that will connect with Congress going after the Epstein files and Musk X is going to drop massive stories direct to the world in 2024 storm. Well, well, wink, wink. Everyone is preparing and painting the picture for the story of the century. And world pedophile ring connected to world banks, deep state military intelligence, world elites, president governments, Hollywood, world entertainment industry, collision course, the storm with a bunch of fire emojis. You have more than you know. Join at White Hats Q. <clears throat> That's a lot, folks. That's a lot to digest. So basically, what did we read here? What did we read? So in these extensive posts that we just read, and they and, and White Hats Q posted like, I want to say seven or eight posts. That was just three of them that I felt were relevant to read on the air. See, in these extensive posts, several claims and events are discussed here, right? Forming a complex narrative that many still don't even know is even happening because people are asleep at the freaking wheel. Now, first, there's an assertion that the current U.S. president, a.k.a. Biden, right, declared war. But guess what? He's got no army. He's got no military control. Well, why is that? I don't know. Maybe because a man by the name of Donald John Trump is still the commander in chief of these United States of America. Well, Jason, well, then who's the president? Well, I know who the president is, but I'm not going to sit here and say it. You should probably figure that out on your own. It's out there. You just need to know. You just need to do your own research. And I got news for you. They're in the assembly. 
And a significant development is the resignation of Swiss President Elaine Berset, which again could potentially have far-reaching consequences. And it's mentioned that this might lead to the loss of diplomatic immunity for organizations like the World Economic Forum, WHO, and Gavi, right? Opening the door for war crimes tribunals regarding mass vaccination campaigns. Uh-huh. And there are reports that indicate that the Whitehead Special Forces are also engaged and intense underground battles in Israel and Gaza tunnels. And these actions are reportedly itching, inching closer to a significant figure in the region. Well, who would that be? Oh, I don't know. Benjamin Netanyahu? The text also discussed in these posts that the worldwide destruction of these underground bases are allegedly marked by earthquakes, right? of unusual depths of eight to 10 kilometers. Right. And this is suggesting that, it, that this is actual evidence of a broader campaign to dismantle the deep underground military bases, right? The dark military, by the way. And additionally, it is claimed in this, in these posts that various prominent figures like European commissioner, president Ursula von der Leyen uh, and top leaders in China have faced challenges and removals. And in some cases, death like Lee, <clears throat> There's also a mention in all this of supposed pact between, you know, the, the pact, not supposed, but an actual pact, which I believe is there, uh, between the U.S., Russia, and China to avoid nuclear weapons in the impending major event, right? The scare event that needs to jolt people awake. So the author suggests here in this post that, the, that there's going to be a significant use of explosions in 2024 with a mix of CGI, um, you know, and conventional explosives rather than a nuclear weaponry. Because again, when you're trying to wake people up, the last thing we're trying to do is destroy our world with wet, with nuclear weapons and, and weapons of mass destruction like that, that would like have long-term implications for our, you know, Earth's future. So it continues to assert that there are back-channel connections between world powers, right? From Cheyenne Mountain to China and Russia and hints of a larger conspiracy involving, you know, the CIA, Mossad, Iran and more. Right. And so finally, the narrative touches on ongoing investigations and indictments related to pedophile rings, including those that are connected with Jeffrey Epstein and major corporations like J.P. Morgan. Well, gee, who did we just read off the other day? that uh, put an announcement out there saying that they're going to sell off uh, about a million shares of J.P. Morgan. Who, who, who was that? Oh, that's right, Jamie Dimon. That's another scumbag in the freaking banking elite that also has been a part of suppressing the price and value of gold and silver, among other things, in the COMEX. See how all this stuff is starting to come out, but yet people are just still so consumed about the Kardashians or, or watching their, you know, dancing with the stars or, or, or trying to catch up on desperate housewives, or they're trying to do this or trying to do that, or they want to go and do this. They want to, oh, I don't have time for that. I need to go golfing. I need to go bowling. I need to go to the bar. I need to go to the beach. I need to go tanning. I need to go catch up on my social media. I need to do, I need to, I need to do this. Well, wow, you sure have a lot of time to do all these extracurricular activities. What about having some time to help fix, be part of the solution, help fix this country? Well, Jason, I'm just one man. I'm just one woman. What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? Get involved with your assembly. How loud do I have to say this and how often do I have to repeat this? Do I have to sound like a freaking retarded dodo bird to just keep... Need to be a part of your assembly, be a part of your assembly, be a part of your assembly. I mean, how often do I got to say this? Get off your 
ask and get involved www.national-assembly.net start educating yourself share this platform with others information out there i am tired of people's freaking sorry ass excuses jason you're saying a lot of bad words no i'm serious i'm tired of people's excuses this is why our country is in the position that it's in and this is why we are in the mess that we find ourselves in Oscar says right here in the chat, time, talent, and treasures. How are you going to use your time, talent, and treasures that God gave you? Now, remember, everything that I just read here, it's important to approach this narrative with critical thinking and verify these claims independently. Do your own research, folks. Don't just take my word for it, okay? FYI, this is my disclaimer to you because there is no way this stuff is going to be able to be verified, at least not by me. <clears throat> okay. Use your critical thinking skills and also go out and do your own research. Do not take my word for it. Do not take any podcaster's word for it. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's Kirk at Kirk's Law Corner. I don't care if it's freaking Derek Johnson. I don't care if it's SG Anon. I don't care if it's Captain Kyle. I don't give a sh you know what who it is. Do your own research. Use your eyes and ears. God gave you a set of each and only one mouth. So shut your mouth. Use your eyes and ears. Use your basic observation skills and critical thinking you know, skills and maybe try to piece this stuff together yourself. Wake up. And don't you damn forget what the hell they did to us back in 2020 leading up to current day to day. What? How bad does it have to get? How bad does it have to get? Again, my thoughts, there definitely is going to be a nuclear scare event, right? Again, scare event. Well, Jason, you just read they're not going to use nuclear weapons. No, they won't. But they sure well are going to make sure that they use something that's going to replicate the similarities of a nuclear event to scare the hell out of people because if the loss of money or the inability to access your money so you can feed yourself and your children isn't going to be enough to jolt you awake or the tyrannical dictates that we suffered back in 2020 isn't enough to jolt you awake. There's only going to be one event that will really wake people up and that's going to be a near death earth shattering event. That's going to seem like a nuclear attack that will more than likely wipe out our communication systems which ultimately will wipe out our ability to use debit cards and access money from our bank make no mistake that's why you want precious metals and some cash on hand and you want to have food stocked up this crap's coming to a door near you folks and don't say i didn't tell you so because when this podcast goes down along with many others out there and we go dark you're going to be stuck with shoot what the hell am i going to do what did Jason say? What did Jason say? I recommend you download this podcast in, in, a, in the last, you know, within the last couple months here leading up to today on a hard drive. So at least you can re-listen re to this when the internet goes down. Unless you have Starlink, then you have nothing to worry about. Folks, 
How bad does it have to get? Because guess what? It's about to get bad for a lot of us here, okay, including yours truly. Yes, I'm aware of what's going to happen. I'm aware of what's to come. But guess what? That still doesn't mean that these events aren't going to take place to really jolt America up out of their slumber. Are you ready? Because it's coming one way or another, baby. I'm telling you, it's coming. Wake up. And, you know, I'm not even really too worried about it, to be quite honest with you, because I know when these events start taking place, we're not even going to have an issue with recruiting people to become part of the assembly and helping do the people's work and formulate our governments. I know that's not going to be an issue. You want to know why that's not going to be an issue? Because first off, <clears throat> This event's going to be so catastrophic on epic proportions. It is going to prompt people to be like, oh my God, we got to do something now. What do we do? Well, guess what? There's going to be a nice select group of us, not just here in Michigan, but in other states. A couple of them are here in this chat. Oscar is one of them. There is going to be people who are going to be able to mentor folks to show you how to assemble your states. Yeah, but Jason, what if the electrical grid goes down? Okay, I'm talking when all this stuff gets restored because it ain't going to be gone. Look, we're going to deal with some nonsense, but it's not going to go down for long. We'll probably see eruption, what, 10, 12, 14, maybe even 20 days. That's why you want to have food at least for a month, maybe a month and a half, two months at least. Okay. Jason, that's pretty expensive. Everything's expensive. Yeah, I get it. Start now. Start preparing now because time you are in the 11th freaking hour, folks. Jason, are you trying to fear porn me? Because I don't appreciate that. No, I am not. What I'm trying to do is get you to freaking get your ass in gear, start preparing yourself so you're not caught with your pants around your freaking ankles when you're running for the exit door, tripping over other people, only to bump your head on the ground because you can't catch yourself. Get your butt prepared. It's coming whether you like it or not. And whether if you're awake or not, you're still going to witness some of the most, I think, spectacular sequence of events that's going to be coming our way. <laughs> freaking Oscar. I got my lightsaber and my snack pack. Oh, that's freaking great. I love it. That's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's really all I got. Remember, have no fear in these events. God's got this, okay? The Lord has our backs. Turn to him in all matters. He will guide us through this darkness. I'm telling you, he will guide us through this darkness. Ask Christ Jesus to be in your heart. You're going to be just fine, folks. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts, and we, we seek your guidance and strength and grace. And in the midst of life's challenges and uncertainties, we turn to you for solace and peace as well as wisdom. We ask that you grant us the courage to face each day with faith and hope. Help us to see the beauty in the world around us and the love in the hearts of those we encounter. We ask for your blessings upon our loved ones that they may find peace and happiness in their lives. And we also ask, may you watch over them and keep them safe from harm. Lord, we also pray for the less fortunate, the sick, the suffering, anybody that's afflicted with bad health. We, we ask for your healing touch to be upon them and may they find comfort in times of need and in our daily journey may we remember to be kind and compassionate and to extend a helping hand to those that are going to be in need especially as we approach this new year in 2024 i believe we're going to be asked there's going to be so much that's going to be asked of by so many of so few people 
it is going to be a remarkable responsibility that we're going to be, that's going to be placed on our shoulders, Father. So, so, so help us during those times and to extend that helping hand to those in need and to live our lives in accordance with your will. And we offer this prayer with gratitude for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us and with faith that you will guide us on the path to righteousness. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all have an excellent, excellent day. Excellent rest of your night. I hope you had a great weekend. Remember, do not fear what's around the corner. We will be just fine, but it is going to be turbulent and it's going to suck to some level or another, but I think we will be just fine. You just have to put your faith and trust in the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And Hey, you know what? Enjoy each day. Do your best to prepare. Try to red pill some people, plant some seeds, get people to recognize what's going on. Look, my brother-in-law yesterday, I was kind of red pilling them subtly yesterday. We had a grill out over at my brother-in-law's. He was telling me, he goes, yeah, every time, you know, cause I tried getting him to buy silver and he, they just laugh at me and he hasn't done it. Right. They just laugh at me. Oh, you're a crazy nut job. I ain't buying silver. I'm going to keep investing in my 401k. Well, guess what? Guess what? Ladies and gentlemen. I was discussing all these events that were occurring with the direct deposits being delayed and things like that and how this financial system is going to collapse. And we are going back on a gold standard. I told my brother-in-law, I said, what happened with Nixon? What happened with Nixon with our dollar? What happened back then? We went off the gold standard, went on the petrodollar. I said, guess what's happening now? We are going off the petrodollar and going back to the gold standard. Well, you know what that's going to entail? It's going to entail a whirlwind of crap that's going to be coming down from the banking system. So I said, you better get your precious metals. He goes, you know, what's interesting. He goes every time, because he's got a Costco membership. He goes, every time I go online and I shop online on Costco, I always see gold bars, one ounce gold bars that are for sale on Costco. And like within two hours, they're all sold out. I said, exactly. You want to know why that is? I said, it's because the banking system is about to lose its freaking the house of cards is coming down and our monetary system is going back to a gold backed system so yeah that does not surprise me in the least bit so guess what he's like next time i see them i'm buying a one ounce gold i'm like well you're better off with silver but hey at least you're getting something see that's what i'm talking about folks plant those seeds people are slowly waking up but not at a fast enough rate hence why that freaking scare event's going to have to happen so Ladies and gentlemen, God bless. We'll see you back here. Let's see, tomorrow's Monday. We'll come back here tomorrow for another live. All right, God bless, ladies. Is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. We are firm. We are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. 
see you back here next time. time.